What's up, everybody? Welcome back to What We Do. Happy MLK Day. Um, we're back with another episode after our uh, our uh, week live hiatus. Um, so just to catch everybody up to speed with the scheduling uh, for this week, if you're watching live right now, we have another live episode that's going to come out on Wednesday. Um, if you're watching live right now, continue to watch. But uh, <laughs> this episode will be available tomorrow morning too, um, to fit our normal schedule of uh, releasing Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And then we usually have live episodes on Wednesday. Today we got one on a Monday. You get it. Uh, let's get into the show. So today I have Tim. You know him yes, as Thread Therapy on Instagram. What's going um, on? So really happy to have you on. It's I'm psyched to be here. It's, yeah, I was telling my wife, I'm like, when I had watched like a couple of the episodes, I was like, man, like it would be crazy to be on there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love the content. The feel of it is very um, just casual. It's, yeah. It's it's a great podcast, so yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So when we were scouting for people, um, I always go to my dad for his his co-signs to see who should come on the show, and you were <laughs> highly recommended. And um, what was super interesting about your account is you're a therapist as yes, well yeah. as a thrifter, which is something that uh, I'd never seen before, and i never seen somebody put it as kind of their branding as their name as well, Yeah, which kind of stood out to me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was definitely, I don't know, something that I kind of experiences I went along thrifting and like kind of I would have these days of counseling sessions and like you know how many of our clients you'd have and for counseling it's like nobody wants counseling in the morning like yeah. they're gonna come in the afternoon they're gonna come at night right so by the end of the night like you're exhausted you know you're like ready to go home um, most of the time you're like maybe emotionally spent yeah so in the morning, like the next morning or even, you know, right after that, if a thrift store was open, like a Goodwill or something like that, I just find myself just like kind of combing the racks. It's like such a quiet kind of, uh, you know, experience where I could just like decompress, reflect on what I was feeling. Um, yeah. And just get ready for the next day if I had counseling the next day. Yeah, so absolutely. It was such a good balance between, you know, caring for people and then also taking some time to slow down and like being alone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because you, you have to be, you have to be on emotionally when you're talking to people. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. You definitely oh my need gosh, yeah. off time to decompress and just like kind of, you know, go through the motions of going through a place or yeah. looking through stuff. And you know, if it can be fun along the way too, and just like yeah, get yeah. into something else and have like something else that you can be thinking about all day. Totally. Yeah. You know, it, it definitely seems like a, a, a strong, uh, hobby for you. Yeah, yeah. It's And like you said, it's kind of like like when you're on emotionally and it's like you kind of have to attune to whatever, right. like as a therapist, you're kind of dealing with the whatever your client is, you have to be present, you have to be pretty engaged with like what they're saying, they can what tell they're feeling. if oh, you're off. Yeah. Like I feel like like there's been a lot of research done and pretty much like the bond that a client has with a therapist is like one of the most important things to like the success of therapy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you don't have a good bond, a therapeutic alliance, that's what they call it, okay. um, with your client, it's like, you know, you're not gonna make too much progress. Right, right. So you gotta really show them that you care about them. That's yeah. like the best way to, you know, and people, people know if you're being fake, people know if you're just, you know, I think, Every therapist kind of has days where they're maybe not feeling it, or right. you know, you get you, we have our own lives and own issues and stuff like that. So right, it's yeah. like you go to work one day and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to counsel after that argument I had with so and so, or like bad night's sleep, or feeling stressed over whatever. Yeah, you know, and and you got to kind of like put that away in the moment and try to be present 
and sometimes it's hard. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Sounds extremely hard. <laughs> yeah, because there's days you don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 nuts. I mean, I I I immediately when I I saw your stuff and we started talking about doing a podcast, I was like, I think there's a lot more overlap between. Um, people using thrifting or yard sailing or whatever they're doing right. and their own mental health than I think they even realize, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell my dad's story since he's not here. He goes out and thrifts originally because his old job was super stressful for him. Hmm. So he wanted to have something that he enjoyed doing that he could go out and do and he also is is working like you're working in one room all day too for the right, most part. Yeah. And he's he's at the computer all day, so it's also just a physical, you know, right, outlet where you can and go around. and move and yeah. you know drive around and and right. you know get out of your own bubble. And I think I, I imagine a lot of people have not used it that way. I mean, I know in high school and even to some extent today, if I have a stressful week or I'm just like not feeling creative or I don't really want to work right. and I don't really have to, you know, I'm just like non-busy day going mm-hmm. out and thrifting can feel like it can give you a sense of accomplishment for the day yeah that you got something yeah. small done which right right for a lot of people who struggle with mental health things that can be the biggest thing especially with like depression yeah just yeah, doing something right. small you know can yeah yeah make it feel feel worth it for the day you know yeah there's like a lot of truth to what you said um i think like the pace of going to a thrift store and kind of you know, when you're doing it just to enjoy yourself and you're doing it just to like to decompress. Yeah, it can be really therapeutic in a way. You know, it's it's a time where the, all the noise kind of around you or around the world is, you know, the whatever's been pressing you for that day, you can kind of try and put it away. You can focus on something small. Yeah. It's kind of like um, I felt like a similar sensation when I was like I would like mow the lawn for my parents, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when I lived at home in North Jersey. And, you know, it was good because I could just bump music. I could just uh, be in quiet, think about what I had to think about or, you know, a lot of benefits to reflecting and stuff in that way. Yeah. So, yeah. I it's good. I, I replaced that in some ways with uh, printing T-shirts. It's a very similar thing where, like, yeah. you're just doing a repetitive task like that. You're that. Right. Kind of mindless. Takes over way. your body. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I think a lot of people use exercise in the same way, whether it's running mm. or going to the gym, like where you're just your body is like focused on something right. and so your mind can kind of space out and hmm. not have to be so not be thinking about everything right, so right. deeply you know what I mean yeah and like I think like you know for me I'm like I'll be like in a session with a client and it's like the exact opposite of that like I'm thinking about okay how do I like what are they trying like if a client goes and talks a, a lot about something specific you kind of have to condense it and like paraphrase back to them Hey, like what, you know, it sounds like you're feeling this way or it sounds like this is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, So it's a lot of like active involvement, you know, emotionally, of course, but like even just mentally, you're thinking through and processing what they're saying, trying to like really listen. Yeah. Um, So something kind of mindless like thrifting is like, you know, combing through the racks, you're doing the same thing like what, hundreds of times, depending on how many stores you go to. Right. It's kind of just what I needed for those times when I was feeling so exhausted from, <laughs> you know, four yeah. or five clients or whatever. So. Totally. Um, I think there's also sort of a connection there with that mindless activity and creativity as well. Yeah. Where sure. like, where like sometimes, for me at least, my best ideas come when I'm in the shower, when I'm driving to work. Yeah. Or like yeah. right before I lay my head down at night and go to sleep. Like oh, those, yeah. those are when my yeah, best yeah. ideas come because like. You know, you're active all day thinking about stuff, doing stuff, and right. 
your brain doesn't catch up for a while. Like eventually then you're like, okay, that's what I was trying to think about earlier. That's what, yeah. that's the answer I needed. It just isn't, right, right. isn't there quite yet. But you take that time off. And I think thrifting can be a similar thing where like, you know, you might not know exactly what you want to do that day or whatever mm-hmm. or later that night, but then you're in the thrift and you're like, oh, <laughs> get a message from this person. I think about this thing. I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do. Right. So that's right. where I'm going to pick up where I left off of whatever I was doing or whatever like that. Yeah. And and like you said, like, I think as like people who are creative, like you're a very creative person. It's kind of like you need some time to like let an idea sit or like let yourself think of new ways to approach something yeah. that maybe might just come with time. Maybe you might need to like sometimes it just kind of like sits and like incubates. Mm-hmm. And then when it's ready, you're kind of idea hatches. So I, I feel like with thrifting, um, you know, it like served a couple purposes because it was like therapeutic for me. It helped me to recharge and to like reflect on what I was feeling after, you know, the sessions of the day or whatever, Yeah, what I did wrong, what I wanted to work on, what, um, what I thought I did, you know, well at. Yeah. Um, but then there's this other side of it that's like interesting because I'm a very extroverted person. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, I'd find like if I did like a lot of days consecutively of like thrifting alone, that I would kind of like it would kind of like lose its steam like a little bit. Like yeah. I would be like, man, this is kind of lonely. Like yeah. you know, I want to invite someone that like I'm friends with or like thrift with, um, you know, one of my buddies from back home or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so much more enjoyable. So I feel like on one side there's like this like I don't know there's there's two sides to it because yeah. a lot of people don't realize like reselling itself is like kind of a very lonely thing yeah unless is. you're like very you know unless you have like the same group of people that you're going with all the time it can be kind of lonely and a lot of it you're doing on your own listing taking pictures selling alive you know you know in your room whatever it might be yeah so it's a balance <laughs> and i think with that with that loneliness sometimes makes people a little neurotic with some of the they're yeah. thinking as well where they're you know I think because we've, we've talked about this on the podcast in the past but like you know if you you know go to a bunch of stores you don't find anything for a while you start definitely. to get in your head about why oh, it's definitely. not coming up for you and yeah. I think I think those same anxieties that you leave at the door in your regular life start yeah. to develop in this new hobby where you're like, damn, I can't find this thing. Or right, like, right. Or like, yeah. I'm not hitting anything. I gotta go, I gotta go drive Just, 40 miles out to find a store to oh my <laughs> find gosh. something. It's the most know? like frustrating feeling when it's like, and then like, I'll be like playing mind games. I'm like, if I hit like nothing in like three stores, I'm like, there's no chance that like, if I'm at a next Goodwill and they ask me to like round up like 46 cents, I'm like, dude, I need every bit of like luck I can get. Like I'm rounding the dollar. Like I don't care. I'm buying an extra bag. Like, like I don't even care at that point. Like, yeah, like yeah. I have to have like some sort of like, I need some rub good, the genie good karma on me. Yeah, yeah, size, exactly. Yeah. Cause, um, and then like, I'll like, if I find like, there's been a t- couple times where I feel like I've hit like something crazy mm-hmm. and I'll be like, well, that's my luck for like the month. <laughs> like I'll get like in my head, I'll be like, all right, I'm done. Like, like that's it. I use all my thrift luck for like the yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's going to be nothing but just like <laughs> trash, you know, like just screen print Nickelodeon tees for the next like three weeks. Uh, but it's funny, you know, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. You know, yeah. highs and like deep lows, I feel like. <laughs> really high highs and really deep lows sometimes The reselling. For yeah. Sure. And, I, and I think um, that's part of the fun. Like, like I think... The way I I would describe it to like somebody who maybe has never gone thrifting or doesn't understand yeah. the concept of reselling or even collecting 
it's just like an adventure thing. Definitely. It's yeah. just about exploring and like finding and like learning. That's the fun of it. It's kind of like yeah. It's kind of like everybody's just choosing to be very into these things so that they can get some entertainment out of like learning about it, being in it, being around people who like it, wearing yeah, it. Like right. it's just it's a big it's a big hobby. Like even if people are selling and making a lot of money and having mm-hmm. jobs that are this, it's kind of a hobby industry. It, and it's yeah. you know it's about how much people like the stuff and how much they're willing to pay and move it back and forth. Right. Um, right. And so in that way, it's it's all a big kind of adventure to like see where you can find I stuff. Totally agree. Hear where other people are finding stuff or stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's like um it's definitely like an adventure and like a thrill of like trying to find yeah. some stuff that there's a, like this weird like kind of thing that happens where it's like there's a lot of fun and like there's a lot of pride in like finding something that everyone deems valuable yeah you like everyone deems hype like if i find a like tupac rap tee or if i find like you know uh i don't know like an 80s like uh rock tee of some kind or something like everyone has deemed that valuable so like there's this hype around it so there's that side where it's like the vintage community as a whole has like you know this is like this is acceptable, this is high, this is cool. Everyone says it's cool. Yeah. And then there's this other side where it's like, okay, like what do you think is cool? Like what do you like? Like if you wanna wear, um, you know, like patchwork, like multiple colored like corduroy pants, like um, cut and sew stuff, like whatever whatever it is, if you wanna wear, um, you know, stuff that's maybe like not in right now, like for example, like, country tees like maybe like 90s 2000s country tees is your thing yeah those don't really go for as much as like rock and hip-hop tees yeah but it's like do you think it's cool do you like it you know is that like you know for you is that is that um is that something that you associate with like okay your aesthetic or like things you like then really that's kind of what matters i love how vintage is like not just about what everyone thinks is cool but it's like what do you think is cool yeah and it has historic value so for me that was like uh, you know, I remember telling you the other day, like the the old Eddie Bauer and like L. Bean's like button shirts, like that was like, yeah, that's what I could find. You know, that was like they were vintage, but they weren't flashy, they weren't hype. They were worth about twenty five to thirty bucks. Yeah, and I would buy them for like four or five bucks, and it's like not the coolest thing, you know, not the most hype thing, but the quality was great. The I love outdoor apparel uh, and outdoor wear, and it's like that was cool for me and I could wear them right. to work you know I could dress you know whatever way I wanted with them I think <laughs> in some way those trends and what's cool is is always at its core driven by a small group of people who really like it like that's right. what starts trends and granted we're not all Travis Scott we don't all have the reach to just like wear <laughs> one thing and have it be the coolest facts, thing on the block facts, <laughs> but I think everybody has a small amount of influence on those around them that like if they mm-hmm. if they show genuine appreciation for the thing and other people are like oh i see why you like that yeah i like that too then that's how trends kind of start to build and you can you can get a little group of people who are like like like-minded in that way yeah yeah Uh, but i think you're totally right like it's a i think everybody gets into thrifting and and reselling in a different way but i think eventually everybody gets to the point where they're like okay well i can't buy everything Right, right. So, like, what is going to be my thing that I like yeah, more than anything be, else? Yeah, exactly. Like, what am I going to sell? Like, what am I going to enjoy? Like, I have a friend, like, a really good friend. I've been friends with him since I was a kid. His name is Seth. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, you know, he grew up with me in North Jersey. You know, he's one of my right. groomsmen at my wedding. Like, I keep up with him all the time. And, like, he goes, he thrifts every now and then. And for him, he'll, like, rock these, like, 
90s um, vintage like like running or like marathon tees. Okay. And it's like sometimes they have like a crazy graphic, but they're they're like worth like twenty bucks. And yeah. he like loves to wear them. I think they're dope. He layers them with like a flannel or like some sort of button shirt or like shirt jacket. And yeah. honestly, that's his thing. Yeah, so yeah. you know, it, it like yeah. I always tell him like, man, I think that's really cool. You know, it's not the most hype, but it's like that's what he likes. That's his. You know. Yeah, that's his. That's yeah, his. That's what he likes. Thing. Um, <laughs> I, I I wondered, have you had the same experience? I think sometimes going back to like you know looking and finding stuff and and waiting for that next big hit of a of a new item. Sometimes you'll be walking through a store and it'll feel just like a regular thrift store. You feel like you're looking for stuff. There might not be anything in there, and then you hit something and yeah. your whole mood changes. Oh my god! You're just like <laughs> it's the best feeling. <laughs> you you hit it and you're like there's always like a bit of like is this because you just look through a, a thousand oh things that gosh. aren't good. Yeah. You look you look at one and you're like, oh shit, that is, I want that. I'm going to buy that. <laughs> right, right. And then it completely changes the way you look at the next aisle because you're like, man, if I just found this oh, here, that goodness. next aisle yeah. could be could be amazing. Right, right. And it just yeah. energizes you so much to be like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's spend the next six hours Dude, in other places. It, it's so yeah. true. Like, like for me, it's like I almost like put something in the cart, like at the bottom of the cart because yeah. I'm like, Dude, nothing is like just more like saddening than like <laughs> than rolling through racks for like an hour or whatever and having like nothing to show for it. So I'll just be like, I'll like put one thing in the cart that I'll a like primer. Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you gotta like get get it ready, get the cart ready, <laughs> throw some extra luck in there. Like I'll I'll put something that I, and I'll say like, if I find another piece, I'll get both. Yeah. But if I don't, I'll drop the first. Right, right. Like if it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. mid range yeah. piece, and like it just you know gets you ready to like find something on the racks. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, because yeah. you know it, it could just be super. I don't know when you find it, it your your whole mood changes. But it's so totally. depressing when you <laughs> when you roll through a thrift and it's like pick through when you when you, you know, spend everyone, all that energy right. dragging a cart through the whole store and then right. you just put it, it back at the end. Yeah, all the thrifters are giving you looks and you're like, all right, I'm done. You know, <laughs> there's nothing for me here. It's like picked over. Right, right. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's true facts. A lot of ups and downs. That's awesome. So um, your your logo on Instagram is uh, the yellow bean oh, rip, right? Yeah. And yeah. you were telling me about how just Alpine different stuff. Yeah. Is kind yeah. of your your jam. Yeah, I love. Um, I would say like what originally got me into vintage was you know sportswear and outdoor wear. Uh huh. Um, and you know I went to Karen University. It's like a small college nearby. Yeah. You know I know you know it, but yeah. For the viewers, you know, it's a pretty small Christian college. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had this thing called like a first year program there where you like didn't have to declare a major. Oh, cool. Um, but you could go into one of these programs and like they had like a lot of different stuff going on. There were like four of them. And I went to one called like Outdoor Action. Oh, cool. And there was tons of like outdoor recreation type stuff like rock climbing, ice climbing, whitewater kayaking. Um, and then we like did this like. 200 foot tall like cliff at the end of the year um well it was like well actually the last trip we went on was a week-long hike into the grand canyon oh damn and it was insane (laughs) yeah so like i feel like i wasn't really into vintage at that point but i started like definitely getting more knowledgeable about like some of the outdoor brands like I don't know, like Patagonia, Arcteryx, um, but even some of the littler guys that make great quality products, like Eddie Bauer and LLB, yeah, yeah. those guys have been around for like Ever. decades. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes they don't get maybe as much respect because they're not as hype. Sure. They make great quality p- products. Um, I love a lot of the history, and so LLB, I kind of like, 
you know, when I talked to my friend Manny about making that logo and he's, you know, he did graphic design and like animation kind of stuff like that. Um, and he, he killed that logo. Yeah, I had really this great. idea for it and I was like, you know, I don't want to forget like where I came from. Cause I know I'm going to find like a lot of great stuff. Like I've already found awesome stuff, you know, once in a while. Um, I don't want to forget like slinging those $25 L Bean button downs. Sure. You know, like I want to remember that like there's just as much enjoyment with vintage that's like, I guess you could say, um, you know, not hype yeah. as like the great grail finds. Yeah, you know, there's sure. just as much like good in the bread and butter items that you could just, you know, move on eBay for 25 bucks or yeah. sell it to a friend or give as a gift. Well, uh, could, or wear yourself. Because you, know? you can't make the mistake if you're reselling vintage of thinking that the people on eBay buying your stuff are necessarily people who are into vintage. Yeah. Because they could just right. be people who are into L.L. Bean or, exactly. or that kind of clothes. Like, right. they might not know what vintage is at all. Well, they might, they know, they know what vintage right. is. Right. But they don't know the culture of, like, people trying to find, yeah. you know, crazy Marilyn Manson tees or whatever right. it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, they have no interest in that and would, would, would look at you sideways if you said, like, that's what you were trying to find. You right, know what I mean? right, yeah. Um, for sure, for sure. So, <laughs> so very true. getting into those brands and stuff, what can you tell me about? Like, I don't know that much at all about outdoors brands. Like, yeah, can you give yeah. me kind of, like, explain them to me a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely can tell you a couple of, the, like, um... You know, I feel like just learning about it, like I'll buy like some of the old catalogs and stuff like that. Oh, and, cool. And just kind of like look through some of the old garments and stuff from the 90s. And That's cool. Um, Where do you get them off eBay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like damn. I'll try and find like a... I, I love kinda, old books like Yeah, that. me too. You know, yeah. and even just like looking at them and, and just seeing like, okay, like how can I identify this better? Or even just like the stuff I enjoy. Yeah. Um, but it's, in terms of like outdoor brands, there's like... The I, obviously I think the the top in terms of like, you know, command the most like on the resale market and like had like the craziest followings, probably like Arcteryx like they're those yeah. the fans of all that brand are insane. I mean like, the, <laughs> the memes coming out about that so have been have yeah. been hilarious. Um, yes, of yes. all the all the hype people wearing Arcteryx. Oh now. my goodness! Yeah, but now I'm seeing like people who I went to college with who I didn't even necessarily associate with like vintage wearers and right. they're rocking Arcteryx too so it's yeah, like yeah. it's this interesting come up of a brand that I have had heard of mm-hmm. and I probably have seen it in the thrift and it's one of those brands that like you see the tag so many times or see the logo so many times and it right. starts to you yeah, start to remember right. it but I never Dude, it's knew anything yeah you know? it's a hard brand to find too like, yeah. like I would say like I find like L. Bean like almost every time at the thrift. Yeah. I find Patagonia maybe like once every, you know, maybe five or ten times. I'll find like an Arcteryx piece like once in a blue moon. Because it's, it's really just serious climbers and stuff that are wearing yeah, it, right? And, and like the way the research and design they put into their products is just like stupid. Like, yeah. like I, I was reading a comment the other day about like, you know, someone was saying like, Arcteryx is like understands how the human body moves more than any other brand. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what the heck? Like, what is this guy on? Yeah, I was like, man, all right. That's but like serious, right? Like just stuff. the gussets and like but the cut, yeah. you know. And it's for people that are like need gear that like performs. Like yeah. that's another thing that appeals to me as well. Like, um, you know, especially in outdoor wear. You know, I like a lot, a lot of like Filson as well. I can't like afford Filson, any of that, okay. but yeah, Filson's a great outdoor brand that's been around for a long time. They had, they've had this um, wool kind of like, it's like pretty much a wool 
like coat, but it's like a worker's kind of coat. Okay. I forget the name of it specifically, but now their clothes have been like just insanely consistent, like workwear and outdoor wear. You know, I kind of grouped them in one of the same, mm-hmm. but they were meant to like perform, you know, yeah. they were meant to like actually deliver, you know, for, you know, a jacket was meant to have a pocket in the back for a guy to hold a map while he's like scaling a tree or something like that because right, he right. can't reach around his po- pocket or it's like a you know Carhartt's duck canvas is like meant yeah. to be like really durable you know so you know it could it could you know last a long time or not wear maybe as much as a regular um, you know cotton thread so that stuff really fascinates me like it's one thing for it to like when a when a brand transcends the space of like being functional. Yeah. To being cool mm-hmm. and also functional. Yeah. I think there's like a lot of like I think that's a pretty pretty dope transition to be honest. So why not buy these brands new? Is it similar to other vintage things where even though they might try to stay up on quality, it's still diminished over time? Or I think with some, yeah, like going back to like Filson, I think that kinda happened a little with Filson as they moved some of their production overseas, I I think. Um yeah, I follow a couple guys on YouTube that will just talk about Filson specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, as like, you know, production is like more, uh, you know, international and stuff like that, maybe quality diminishes. But also, they take away some of the designs, right. some of their garments. They're only there for, you know, a few seasons or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of, um, you know, take it away. Yeah. So it's like if you want an old design or a specific color of a jacket that you like, um, then you got to go back. And the with Filson, I just remembered the garment I was thinking of. It's called their Mackinac Wool Cruiser. And it's this crazy jacket. Even just secondhand, it's like worth two or three hundred. But I'm talking like this thing is like super popular in like 60s, 70s, like by like working class Americans that okay. were like wearing this stuff yeah. outdoors, working with wood, working with their hands, and it would just, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh, Sean's pulling up a picture of it. But the Mackinac Wool Cruiser, that thing is, like, timeless. They still make it now. Yeah. But I'm talking, this is something, like, you know, you could wear now, and it looks amazing, and your, like, great-grandfather owned it. Like, <laughs> I, like it's an insane uh, jacket. So that's that's definitely a grail of mine. Absolutely. Um, and the thing is, when someone would look at it, they'd be like, oh, that looks cool, but it's not hype. It's right. not something I would right. think is, like, valuable or anything like that, but... Their specific type of like wool, I think, is what makes that jacket pretty, That's pretty really durable. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, I, I, um, obviously there have been other, you know, outdoors brands over the years that have popped off in a in a hype way. I mean, you know, North Face, the North yeah. Face had this yes, had its yeah, whole yeah. run, um, yeah, I and kind of came Face, yeah. came full circle from like people. <laughs> Not caring to people being like this is the hypest thing ever to people hating it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah <laughs> in a series facts, of like facts. five years or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, but it's crazy people have very specific opinions on North Face. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And um, you know, then you had the whole Tommy Nautica yes. Polo Dude, I bubble, love, I which love Ralph all of those man, brands, yeah. all of those brands are in. Yes. Have have portions of their business in a similar outdoor space. They all have right, their right. line, their sport line, their whatever it is. Yeah. Um, oh man. And uh, it's just interesting to me that, like, 
that's like a whole nother, I feel like, section of vintage where it's like all these brands that are focused on making different or technologically better garments. Yeah. That like right. is totally different than like people just looking for t-shirts or Definitely. like stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, or yeah. shoes. Right. Which is like right. the other the other two. Right. You're looking for like kind of style and then you know, there's the there's the outdoor brands that are like you said, kind of making the next technologically advanced thing yeah. that's going to like perform in like when I'm like you know 2,000 feet up in Everest or, or whatever well I'm sure you there's know? I'm sure there's brands like that right now that nobody outside of the inner circle of crazy climbers yeah. know Facts, that probably yeah. 20 15 20 years from now it's probably going to be really well known because there's going to be pictures of all these guys climbing mountains or whatever right and right. people are going to be like well that one lasted that one was good yeah we want that one exactly you know? and i'm sure yeah. that's a similar trajectory to arteryx has kind of had i guess right right and like you said like with with that stuff it's like so important that you have something that performs yeah like with with hikers and like alpinists yeah they're like okay i need like a down jacket that's going to fit in like the size of my hand so yeah, i can yeah. throw it in the backpack and weigh less than like six ounces or something like right, that right. and still keep me warm like like yeah. performance is kind of everything because mm-hmm. you have to save weight you have to save space yeah you only have a limited amount in your backpack so like every garment is like very important it has to be durable it has to be like you know performed to the highest standards yeah and like arcteryx i feel like just put that like oh man like, yeah it just goes crazy now you know so a little segue um you're you're a fan of um, of Nike as well, and I think dude, I'm a big Nike guy. Yeah. I think that they're in an interesting uh, place where that where I think yeah. I love Nike, love Nike, always yes. have. But I do think that Nike plays up the technology card quite strong on yeah. most of their stuff. Yes. Whereas a lot of the I think a lot of the technological advances Nike has made have been more style based I totally technology agree yeah, rather than right. like literal functional no, yeah, technology yeah, you're you know totally I mean? right I think their quality control in general has gone down yeah you know, I do at least too. in their sneakers and um, you know like I, I totally agree with you like it's more I don't want to say gimmicky but like yeah. when you have the auto lace like um, adapts <laughs> and like um, you know there's a lot of cool stuff where it's like whoa you know yeah. like I can auto lace now or like um but like the quality of the shoes or the garments themselves i think is gone i mean I, then again like the the new the new there's that they got the band marathon shoes that are like supposed to make you run uh, crazy or not most you, oh you yo, i know what you're talking fast. about yeah that's um, the one that dude who broke the record yeah um man what are those it's like the they're like the, the tailwinds i think <laughs> yeah. i think they're called the nike tailwinds or tail spins or something with tail in it yeah. but the tailwinds um, i remember those those are i think those they're are like, older yeah, yeah, those were like the ones that I, I think they're actually. <laughs> I think they're actually in the Air Pegasus line, the one that I'm talking about. That but might be I don't it. Re- I don't remember the name because the Pegasus has yeah. always been their like most yes. premier running shoe, right? Like most technological running shoe. Yes. over the years. This and one it's is changed. Like, has that giant? Yeah, it's like, changed mid-sole. insanely. Like the silhouette right. continues to be different in every iteration. But yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Nike toes that line where like you can make the case with some of their stuff that it is better technology but i think most of it is marketing yeah and and you but know they got convincing. the audience yeah yeah it's convincing marketing right yes you know definitely um like these yeah. commercials you know like their their marketing team is is you know a a tier is that yeah right yeah. the best out there <laughs> and um you know a lot of even in the jordan line like a lot of the stuff oh, man. Yeah. a lot of the stories behind it is that tinker made different shoes specifically to suit jordan's feet and definitely. like stuff like that and yeah you know 
it, it, that's an interesting argument to say that like he was making shoes just for Jordan, but right, then yeah. but then why does the shoe change so much every year? Right, right. If it's, it's the same foot yeah. you're, you're designing for, um, and you look at some of the numbers like associated with uh, earlier models, and you're like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, like one and two, it's like okay, you know, there's yeah. a little change there, but between like, I don't know, like some if you get past like like 12 13 stuff to, starts to look really different <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stuff looks pretty crazy yeah um yeah, facts, facts. I, I, yeah so i think nike just is in a sim is, is in an interesting position there where like right they're obviously known as like the successful athlete brand definitely. and they have their they have their history in technology and they definitely have made some leaps but it's also interesting that there's other brands out there that are like so much more focused on yeah technology mm-hmm. and mainly because probably they haven't got so successful as a company that right. the shareholders are like, let's just hit the hits and make some yeah. cheaper shoes that everybody's going to love and wear. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's always like interested me, like even aside from clothes, where it's like when a company sticks to the, like if they have a value that's like, okay, we want to make the highest quality goods and maybe we want to have like, you know, production to be domestic. I want it to be yeah. in the United States, you know, and even if we have to make a smaller amount of them, we're going to stick by that. That's yeah. always really interested me. Yeah, you know, because I feel like a lot of companies will go, "Nah, we're going to go bigger. We're going to make more, and the quality is going to go down a little each, you know, every five yeah. years or whatever." Yeah. But you know, we're going to sell more. You know what I mean? Yeah, so right. I think there's something cool about some of those smaller companies. Are there any brands that stick out to you like that? There's one brand that it's not a. Um, it's not a clothing brand, okay. But there's a brand that I love that makes backpacks, okay. And it's a small brand in Seattle uh, called Tom Bin, okay. Uh, B i h n, um, and they make some of the most functional, crazy backpacks. Like, um, and this is like not standard a, ones or like hiking. Ones? They're like more hiking okay. and more like travel. But he was originally an outfitter, Tom Bin, the guy who created the company. Like they make some crazy designs. I have one of them, okay, and yeah. like the middle pocket is like big enough for like a water bottle. That way, you don't have to stuff the water bottle on the side. Yeah, because it would throw off the weight. Like you admit, you know, like, oh, like there's like very different. That is a lot of consideration. Components. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the material is like a rip stop. Um, material that's like insanely durable. Like you could probably take like a knife to that thing. And that would be okay. <laughs> that's really um, cool. Yeah, I have their like Synapse bag, but just like brands like that that are like you know they don't make a lot. They they hand make most of their stuff, I believe. That's cool. Um, you know, and they come out with like a lot of different colors, and you know, not, not really many people know about Tom Bin, but it's like mm-hmm. he was like his his story is pretty crazy too because he was like his um, I think he wanted like outdoor gear because he was like you know, doing climbing or like hiking and stuff like that. And his dad was like, you can either, you know, like get a job or you can like make this stuff for yourself. Mm -hmm. And he like started making it for himself. And then he just got really good at sewing and like, you know, like his (laughs) story's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And now that company is pretty, pretty hype. But that's an example of a company, I would say. That's awesome. They make smaller batches of products and try to keep their uh, production uh, domestic as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's super difficult to do, especially if you work yes. if you work so hard to like create something and then people right. all of a sudden really like it and you can't give it to them. Like Fact, you can't yeah. get you can't get enough to them. Like I'm sure there's some yeah. there's some sense of like, man, we really wish we could get these in every store. You right, know what I mean? right. But yeah. um yeah, I think I think the value is way outweighs that, especially for I, I think the big thing is like those kind of moves to move things outside internationally. Um right 
are short-term moves for the most part yeah. where like you're gonna degrade the brand over time when you do that mm-hmm. and so like prioritizing quality means that you can last a whole lot longer servicing the same group with like similar quality stuff where right, like right. Nike has to ride the wave so much where like yeah. sometimes they're the most coveted sometimes they are just getting hammered in the media definitely. and it and it definitely it's because they're not one note they're they're mm-hmm. in so many different markets doing so many different things that right. anything could happen that completely changes their trajectory as a company hmm. but like I just think if you want to if you want to keep the credibility and the cool and the authenticity up moving it overseas and losing control over some of the manufacturing is just not the way to do it yeah yeah because I remember when Harley did that move like a yeah. couple years back it kind of like made a lot of people upset you know and I, I'm not I'm not I'm not also one of those people that's like strictly I'm gonna buy everything that's made in America right, or right. like you know I've seen some really good quality outdoor wear like yeah. from China you know yeah, yeah, and, and Japan yeah like, Japan makes some of the best jeans like yeah, <laughs> ever yeah. you know like some of the best uh, denim ever but like I do think there is value for you know typically I guess if I can make a broad generalization when a company does stay kind of domestic, at least in the apparel industry, I think it's quality. I think it's more local to wherever the company is, right. rather than like a strict like nation border. Yeah, thing, yeah, you, know? you might be right on that. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, I think it's, and I think even those companies that do create stuff internationally that create great products, right. there's a lot of people from that company who are over there, over overseeing it, looking at it. Dealing with the supply chain to make sure they got the right shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. There's, sure. there's a saying something's made in China does not mean it's bad anymore. You know Facts, what I mean? Yeah. You could have the most high end PC be created mm-hmm. in in China or yep, yep, a million other things. It's just a matter of how much you know diligence and, and yeah, and like and work is, is put into yeah, yeah, putting, you know I mean? putting out quality products regardless um, of where it is. I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't beat handmade most of the time either. Yeah. Oh man. There's Hand- something about like wearing something that's like handmade or yeah. like I picked up like a polo uh, hand knit like fisherman sweater. Yeah. And it's like there's something like about it, you know, like the weight. It's like a really good weight. Um, it was a vintage one, and it's just like man, hand knit stuff is just. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> handmade stuff is just like next level. That's why I love. I love. Um, screen printing it's because yes. it's yeah, yeah. physical like it like you can touch it and be like oh somebody printed this and like i can see the the right. th- there's some like kind of difficult to describe like indiscrepancies between the print and you're just like man that just looks so yeah. much more like it's like practical effects in movies like it just right, like right. man that thing is real and it's right there it's not like Definitely, some machine yeah. done like just perfection that like, yeah, yeah. you can't read into it all you know what I mean I totally agree and I think that's like one of the things like with vintage people find like so appealing it's yeah. like you know the character in a piece as they say you know like the fade the you know you know maybe it has like some distressing over you know I didn't, I didn't bring it but I have this like Nike ACG shirt from like early 90s or and it, with a huge graphic yeah and it has like distressing all over the collar and stuff like right underneath the, uh-huh. the top of the the collar and it just looks crazy man it looks like some dude like who is a mountain biker like just like right. ran that thing through <laughs> like it brings its paces <laughs> it brings you right to the people who wore it and Facts. like yeah. I, I even and think about stories. yeah yeah i even think about like where was it like i asked my dad about this all the time when we find a crazy thing i'm like where was this sold like who, what store sold this thing or what what person right. sold this thing because like that to me is interesting too because like we live in like a post-retail world now like there yeah, aren't like right. that many stores you can just go and 
shop for clothes that aren't like huge fast fashion stores you know yeah, so it's interesting right. to be like where was this you know was this band tee from the concert or was this something they sold at the mall right or, like, or was it a dude outside yeah. you know, is this like, a walmart <laughs> shirt like where was this getting <laughs> sold like um that's and that's true. that all goes into the story of the piece too that i think yeah. is really cool um i think that's so true this and like like you said like with fast fashion there is no like story of yeah. the piece you know yeah. there there is no oh i wonder what this person was doing with this jacket that i yeah. thrifted that looks like you know beat up or you know as a hole in the pocket or whatever yeah. you know or as a fade you know like you know in the color like you know i wonder how many people wore that there's there is nothing like that it's you know even <laughs> even when you track fast fashion into like designs like these are designs made by focus groups and analytics and mm. you know previous season sales rates like right there's no like yeah where's the thought, heart in that there's no yeah. thought in, into these designs like nobody was like yeah. super drunk late at night and like i want to make this shirt tomorrow like you know what i mean yeah it's just it's just you know a big machine of like pumping mm. out what people want and like right that's business for you but like it loses a lot of the cool mm. you know yeah and in a in a world where it's like i feel like there's so much interest now with like people wanting to look you know like you know, an individual. I, I want to look distinct from other people and unique. Yeah. You know, I want to wear something that has some heritage or, or maybe something a little more than just like the do, you know, the machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slap, you know, slapping a graphic on a thousand T's every ten minutes. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think our like culturally, why the you know why the used clothing industry is kind of booming and set to boom for like the next you know five ten years or whatever. Is because people are more interested in expressing their individuality yeah, through think, the, those ways. I think you're definitely right. I think a lot of people are, uh, whether it's because of environmental reasons or not, I think they're moving towards more sustainable stuff. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like it, definitely. Yeah, that plays it, a role. It's just, it, it, I don't know. I, I think, I think there's a lot more consideration from consumers now than ever before. About, yes. About what, yeah. about where they're getting their stuff and what, why they're getting it, and you know, some of it's misguided. Like some of it's. Yeah, doesn't really mean anything and doesn't really have the impact you think it does. But right. Some stuff is just about like, well, that, that's the cool thing though. That's what clothing is like. Period. It's about you know identifying with a group and 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 being an individual at the same time. You know, it's it's right. a it's a name tag that you wear everywhere you go of like who you are basically. And so like definitely, it's awesome to see that people have more of a care for that because like otherwise we're all just going to look like the same, you know, robots walking down the right, street. Right, right. And it's like, we're all very different. We're all like, in, like insanely complex you yeah, know, as yeah. individuals. So and you like, know that better than Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, we got to like, you know, when people dress a certain way, that's why I was saying like, okay, like wear whatever you want. Like if it, you know, if, yeah. if, it, if it's something that, you know, is, you know, makes you feel, I guess, comfortable or is something that you like. That yeah. you resonate with that you enjoy if it just happens to be hype okay it happens to right, be hype right, if yeah. it's not then it's not you know what yeah, I mean yeah. so I think they're just you know the same to me they're, they're both cool yeah absolutely um, speaking of stories and cool clothes do you got any in that bag dude over there? I got I got a lot of stuff to show should I yeah push you this can, here you can push that away alright yes yeah. I, I got some I got a good mix of great stuff let's see all right, as I told you before, I will start with what's in this bag, which did not, unfortunately, make it to the dryer. Okay? <laughs> but you'll see why I had to bring it. All right, so this is my first piece. This is, I think, 
1991 Patagonia T snap. It's like it has like a crazy Aztec pattern. I don't know if the picture is there, but um, yeah, I actually got this one from Drew Heifetz. Grandpa Drew, Drew. yeah, yeah, he gave me a great deal on this. I was at the gym uh, going for a little run, and like I saw it, and I was like, "Oh snap!" Like, dude, I gotta grab that. You know, it's like a true XL. You know, like (laughs) I'm a bigger guy. You know, I need, need, you know, I wanted it, um, and it fit well. This is the one from like I don't know if you've seen Castaway. Okay, Tom Hanks, really gray version of this. (laughs) This same joint, yeah. Oh, Sean, you gotta pull. Yeah, yeah. That. There should be a picture of it up. I don't um, even remember him wearing yo, that. It's <laughs> crazy. Like in a scene, he wears like this um, Patagonia cinchilla. His one's like a gray one. Okay. Same pattern and everything. That's dope. So that's one piece. I and I feel like the Patagonia cinchilla. I feel like if I had one garment to like express myself, that's exactly oh, the damn, thing. dude. That's, that's the fun. one. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> You know, that gray version looks honestly crazy. Yeah, it's really um, cool. Yeah, but the Patagonia Cinchilla, I have another one that's not vintage um, that I got from uh, Past the Presence, uh, and that one I wear all the time. Yeah. So this is my first, like, I guess vintage one, but because I, I just wore the other one like crazy. Yeah. It's like perfect. You could throw it on as a layer. You know, that's it's probably one of my favorite pieces. Um, all right, so this next one. So... So this is an example of something that might not be hype right now, but is insanely cool. So this is a Lego t-shirt from, I think it's 92? No, it's 98, so it's a little later. So I used to play this game when I was a kid, and then, yeah, you might have to hold that up. Because the the back print is, like, wild. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, there was this dude, Johnny Thunder, if you guys ever played Lego Racers when you were a kid, like if you know, you know. Like I'll, I'll just put it that. That's way. an early Lego game. Yes, too. Lego Racers. You know, you're trying to take down uh, Rocket Racer, and Johnny Thunder was one of the characters. So That's dope. I, I saw that um, at the Tri-State Vintage uh, pop-up, and I had to cop that one. It's super nice. I, um, for whatever reason, <laughs> my my algorithm has been flooded with uh, Lego YouTubers. Oh, lately. really? Dude, honestly, it's, it's it's pretty calming. Like, I'll just, like, they, <laughs> like when yeah. I see it, I'll be like, hey. I watched the video. It was probably, like, 20 minutes long of, like, all the different Spider-Man characters that they had in Lego Yo, form. Yes. And I was just like, oh, this is cool. I'll watch this. Like, I it is very it's very soothing. I'm just looking yeah, at toys yeah, for 20 minutes. Yeah, throwing in the background. <laughs> and then some people. I probably yeah. fell asleep to it, honestly. Yeah, exactly. You can just, like, knock out to it. It's That's like, really cool, though. Yeah. And I feel like you're never too old to play with Legos. Nah, so I mean, Legos are... They're timeless. They're one of the greatest yeah. toys there so are. I love the back print on that. All right, so this next one um, was inspired by, you know, your dad, Frank. He was putting up his Spike Lee Jordan Ooh, yeah. joints, the Mars Blackman tees. Um, so I had to kind of match his uh, what he was putting up there. This is my one that I have up right now. Um Definitely some of the most insane commercials, I feel like. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, cool. it was dope. You know, Spike Lee's so tiny here, he's, he's so little. <laughs> um and I love this one's in the it was kind of a rare tea in like the orange. Yeah. So and it's on the Nike gray tag. So that um early nineties, late eighties tag, my favorite tag, this one right here. Yeah. So I feel like that's when they came out with the most wild designs and then I don't know if you guys saw in the back, but the best on earth and Mars. Yeah. So my brother was just talking to me about getting one of these tees. This is one so. this is something that I, I 
am so sad Nike doesn't really make graphic tees yeah, on we like cotton tees anymore. Like, man, it's just sad this <laughs> stuff they're putting out now. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, there's plenty of personalities in the NBA that are signed to Nike. Like, we can't Facts. make some cool, just just fun stuff, like for the kids and like yeah, co- commercials and and graphics like this. Like, I have seen some cool Nike ones, to be honest. That some kids are wearing and I'm like that yeah, actually yeah. is cool and like I'm sure one day that'll be worth right. something but like to me like Dude, they yeah. were so much more creative back then <laughs> yeah, with, with their yeah. marketing and like right. I I kind of for whatever reason basketball players and shoes are like not the place to make money anymore it's not right, rappers right. and musicians and stuff but Facts, like yeah. I don't know I, the, right. the, the, and Jordan's so like original cooler. tees are just insane oh yeah like the stuff that Nike was doing with him was just like oh man timeless yeah so that's like I definitely want a collection of that, you know. But it's gonna be slow and steady because a lot of that stuff since the last dance popped off has just been yeah. like stupid pricey. This is such a cool and limited color print. Too. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's the just black, is... black and purple, and it, or, the, right, the orange right. totally changes the vibe. But like you can see, yeah, I hardly even notice the purple on the top, of the, top yeah. of the or the I'm sorry, the lid of his his hat. He's got uh, purple hmm. in there, and like on his shorts you can see where there probably was a lot more purple at one point dude this but, is um, yeah I, I honestly didn't even notice like, <laughs> like that intense like but this is why you know this is your show because freaking i would have not noticed that even, on, on spike shorts even the, even the jump man on jordan's uh the tongue of his shoe is purple bro you gotta chill yeah, like I, i'm like shocked right now it's so it's dude so i would have never noticed that it's so subtle um but that, that's like dude. that's like um What's kind of beautiful about that is that, like, shit was kind of hard to print and produce and manufacture back then. And so they had to make choices like, hey, we're not going to use 7 million colors on this T-shirt because it's going to wow. cost too much. And so That's but it, it makes makes you a little more creative sometimes when you have limits on what you can do. Right. You got to work on the colors. You got to work within what you got to make it look cool. And, Dang. you know, that's one of the ways they could do it, you know. Shoot, I'm like learning a lot. Just like <laughs> I honestly did not even. My man said on the tongue. I was like, what? <laughs> dude, like I, I, you got me with the shorts on the tongue, dude. Yeah. I might have gone like m- like many, many years it's without very, ever seeing It's that. very dark. You can barely see it. But. That's amazing. Yeah. Shoot. Sweet shirt. All right, so this next tee is very uh, important, and it comes with a story, too. Okay. So this is, when I was thinking about what I wanted to share, um, when, you know, I saw you today, this is one of the ones, this is one of the things that I feel like I wanted to touch on. So it's a it's an important piece, but what it stands for is kind of the reason I got it. Okay. So this is my most expensive thrifted t-shirt find. Okay. And I'm going to tell a story about it, so... I was surfing the uh, fresh racks at a thrift store, right? And there are a couple guys there. You know, there are guys that I don't know. Um, there are some guys that I do know, you know, doing like hard goods and stuff like that. We're all having a good time. It's been a pretty dry day. So they roll out a rack and I'm there with these two other guys that I don't really know. Um, and there's always this kind of like awkward moment. Like, so if you're a thrifter and you're doing it like pretty religiously, there's kind of like a, there's, you know, when a new rack gets rolled out, there, it's it's pretty much a free for all. Like it's pretty yeah. much like you're gunning for whatever's on that rack. Right, right. Um, and you might be there with people, but it's like kind of like the first person to get it gets it. Yeah. So a new rack gets rolled out, and they can be like a little bit like you know, don't touch the rack until we're like done rolling it or whatever. So we're all waiting, looking, and so I start to go through the rack a little bit with these other two guys at the same time. Um, and I look in. And so a couple days before, 
there was I, I had known from talking to a couple other guys that had been there when I wasn't. They were like, okay, there was a, like a bunch of Harley tees from like the 90s that got put out, like in the same rack, like boom, like 15. Yeah. And so I heard that like one day, one guy grabbed all 15, um, you know, and like another day, some other ones came out and got split. Um, so this week was kind of like, people were like, oh man, like, you know, it was word had gotten around a little bit that there were like these Harley tees maybe a collection donated to this thrift store. Mm -hmm. um, so we didn't know if it was done or if it was not, but it appeared on two different days. So this was the third day. And I was like, okay, I'm going to camp out all day for this. You know, I don't got counseling until like, you know, four or three, you know, I'm going to ride out all the racks from morning till afternoon. So I peek in and there are, so this is a 3D emblem um, of the Rolling Thunder uh, Eagle uh, graphic. Um, this is a size large. It's in amazing shape. Bergen County is a county that is close uh, to me in North Jersey. Yeah, so this guy was yeah. probably around the area I grew up in. Uh, and it's dated, I think, 86. So um, I like peered in this rack and there was like a couple Harley tees. And it like hit me what was going on. Like I was like, oh snap. Like this, this is like a fire rack. This rack is like on fire. Like they're all in a row. So yeah. like they're all like they're all black. I realized as I started to comb through a couple more, um, and so before, the, so the other guys like kind of like caught on to what was going on. They were like looking at a different part of the rack, uh -huh. and I had this split second where I really like could have just scooped it. Yeah. Like I'm talking, scoop the whole thing. Um, and there was a lot more 3D emblems on this rack, like probably a total of eight. Uh -huh. I think I ended up with three or four, and then there were like ten more or ten or fifteen more T's that were all from the 80s, just wow. not 3D emblems. So a loaded rack, 30 Ts all in a row, Shit. insane. Um, so I ended up kind of like making the decision to kind of like, okay, take some Ts, but split it with these other guys. You know, like, I guess, I, you know, you make that decision, you, you're not, you don't wanna be like a, a ding dong, you don't wanna come off as like, you're, you're always, and like the reason why I wanted to tell this story is because like when you're thrifting, like, in the community, there's like a lot of like, you're again going against other thrifters. You're going against other people right. in a way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of see them as your competition or like, you know, it's me against you to get these like really good things. Sure. But like, I've always like appreciated like when I watch like Paul Cantu or like, you know, some who like are kind of like take the stance of like, all right, if I eat, you know, you eat too. We, like right, we right, all right. eat, I'm, yeah. we're gonna split it together. I'm gonna care about you. Um, you know, and obviously this comes from some of my values as a Christian too. Sure. Um, but I think it's important to like care for other people too. I think it's important just to, and I'm not saying it was like, you know, I'm going to be honest. I lost kind of some sleep like the next couple of days <laughs> because when I came back and talked to those guys, they had sold the, the three or four 3D emblems they got for like over $300 each, like in one day. Like uh -huh. they were really pricey tees. Like they were gone the next day. Yeah, yeah. They had already sold them on Depop. Um, but I'm like, you know, care for other people, you know, look out for them and they'll look out for you. And I think people can tell when you're being right. real and people can tell when you're just out for yourself. Like yeah. that's never a vibe that I want to yeah. um, portray, but it's like, you know, it's hard when you're there, you know, like they, yeah, yeah. You, you want the best stuff, you know, everyone wants the best stuff. So I feel like this tea kind of symbolizes that for me to like, just, you know, that there are bigger things than thrifting. And one of those things is how I treat other people. So whether I'm in the thrift and I'm rolling up on a 3D emblem, 
you know, um, I'm going to try and like care for other people, even though, sure. you know, there's a lot of stuff. I, I know that's uh, was kind of long winded, but <laughs> no, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah. So I, that's, that's T for me to, it's a to, goat one to completely go back on everything I said about this Nike T. This is fucking <laughs> beautiful. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Like yo, it goes after your um, like it's like your uh, like the uh, the, the American, American Thunder design yeah, that you very it's vi- yeah very similar vibe. It's a rare one too. Dude, yeah, it is, and it's immaculate beautiful. too. Like it's in like, I mean, the graphics like, great. You I, know, I'm trying to figure out how many colors this is. I think it's got to be, I think it's six. That's wild. blue, white, tan, black, and brown. Five. <laughs> maybe six yeah the yellow too maybe but dude it is so <laughs> nice looking it's a wild one and yeah. it's like pretty much perfectly printed too so. yeah it's it's my best thrift find i think it's like worth at least like maybe three three hundred maybe five hundred like in that range dude um, you, even the back like the made in usa which reminds me of the one um nets jersey you know oh yeah, yeah we're like the that similar, yes. that similar like uh, '80s airbrush. Yeah, oh, it's so dope. Blue, yeah. white, red kind of vibe. Yes, definitely, dude. Really nice. Yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a big is, like yeah. Harley T guy or Harleys at all, but just the print is really cool looking. Yeah, really yeah. nice looking. Yeah, and it's like so bright too. Um, Does it have a little glitter in it as well? Uh, so funny story about that. Like, so I stored this tea. I got this freaking Star Tours tea. Like, okay. One of the oh, like, like the the, the, the ride the Disney. Like yeah. they were like the Disney ones. I guess they did in like the nineties or something. Okay, with yeah. Star Wars. Or something in Disney World. Yeah, yeah. I and it has like that. the yeah. glitter like all over it, like the diamond dust joints. Okay. Yeah. And like it was like on the bottom. I was like, oh no. Like <laughs> it was getting all over like my other teas. And like when I packed them up and sold one, I have to like brush them off like i was like <laughs> i just banished it to the bottom of the bin like i was like this diamond dust trash is just just wrecking this bin <laughs> so that's probably what yeah yeah i so see a little bit it on just add a, add a little flair there um so this next one um this is pretty simple starter pullover um it's a chicago bulls Ooh, uh script clean my brother um gave this to me for christmas it was just such a thoughtful gift oh it's sick um and he's like my best friend you know i, I yeah. and my brother sam he's a couple years younger than me um and he's he works at StockX. he's like heavy oh, really? like yeah he, that's awesome he's a sneaker authenticator in uh north jersey that's sick um yeah but he's been getting more into vintage because like you know i've been getting more into vintage obviously and it, i think it rubbed off on him a little bit so He's been asking me just about like a lot of different stuff, and um, yeah, he That's got me this clean one. super nice, yeah, starter pullover with the. I had the I hadn't seen script. that that bowl script. Yeah, that yeah, a little Henley one. button action. Yeah. I think it's lying too. So I love the old starter stuff. Very you know, nice, like yeah. especially the NBA stuff. Um, couple more pieces. This is a. This is a. This is one of my favorite hat finds. It's immaculate. It's all corduroy, Lakers cap. Um, Found this in the thrift, snapback. It's like the AGD ones, I think. It's very old. I think it's 80s. Dude, I've never even it's seen. It's crazy. I've nice, never even yeah. seen a tag be printed on the inside. Yeah, of all cord too. It's honestly fire. That's really. <laughs> and then cool. I had to put in the personal stash. So and I think the I'm, and the basketball behind the Lakers. Dude, too. yeah. Let me see it. Three bucks for that. I think it was like a 80s uh, piece. What is this brand? Dude, honestly, I oh, think it's cover like the world. Yeah, cover the world. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I don't think I had heard of it either. 
It's kind of a big hat too. And it's got a PO address in in yeah. on the tag for uh It was an interesting piece, yeah. Mattapoisets, Massachusetts. Right, and I had looked it up. I was doing research on it cuz I just thought really it was funky. so dope that yeah. it was cord too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, like I I can't sell that. But it's like a yeah. $150 cap. Yeah, you know, so definitely. Um, I've never seen I've never heard of that brand. We're seen Yeah, I've yeah. Seen hats obviously, but right, not, right. not that particular. Yeah, I agree. The colors just work too, Color like with the, the basketball behind it and stuff. Yeah. So that's. Um, I'd be interested to know if there's other basketball ones. Like, are there other? Is there a Sixers one with a basketball? That's behind a it? very good question. Yeah, I, I is that like their style? You know, like basketball behind right, the right. letter, or like whatever. corduroy or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. Blue one. Um, that would be pretty wild. So this is Woo! another cap I found. This is a back-to-back. That's fucking awesome. Sports specialties. Uh, I picked this up at the. Um, a flea market, I believe, in North nice. Jersey. Um, this is the ninety-one, ninety-two. Yeah. Back to back with that uh, uh, sports specialties. Yeah. That days days after the championship patch yeah. on it too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that honestly, heat press. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. That's really cool. Um, so I threw that in my collection. Those are probably my two best hats that I've thrifted. That's a really nice. Hat. Um, but I also felt like I was like, man, when I found that, I was like, shoot, like that is such a fire piece, like. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I just had to keep that one. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, I got a couple more. Yeah, go through them. This is a good piece that I feel like has a lot of value to me, but it's not like flashy. So this is a vintage Ralph barn jacket. Mm. Um, it's quilted and it has a corduroy kind of collar. Um, it's like navy. Uh, I really like this one. It has like metal snaps. Um, thrifted it for like I don't know five ten bucks. It's like heavy. Yeah. You can dress it up. Um, it's a good looking jacket. You know, like it's a yeah. pretty stylish jacket. You can wear it open. Um, just a high quality piece. Like the yeah, weight absolutely. on it is nice too. Oh, shit. So I, I love old Ralph. It's like I honestly one. think Ralph Lauren is like just one of the greatest designers. Yeah. You know, so any old Ralph, like that's that was one of my favorite uh, Ralph pieces that I thrifted uh, early on. For sure. It, so. is, it is quite weighty. It is, right? Yeah, you can wear that. Deceptively. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, this next one is Nike Gray Tag. This is like a crazy abstract pattern, anorak windbreaker kind of pullover joint. Um, and, yeah, I just feel like the, the details on it, the little metal buttons, it's on the gray tag, like some variation of it. Um, the pattern is just it almost nuts. Is like it's almost like Hawaiian <laughs> right, Islander like, like these like stars kind of remind dude, me of like wild. Yeah, Hawaiian I agree. Pattern, yeah. It does and but it then has it's like, got like some like African vibes. Yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. thing going on so Which Nike was all about in the early 90s. Yes, sure. yes. I I feel like that kind of aesthetic. I love patterns on clothes. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Um, Cuz there's so there's so you can get so creative with it. Definitely, you can, definitely. Make, you can make anything, and, it, yeah. and and you pattern it out, and it as long as it's consistent, it looks right, right. Cool. And it's got the little embroidered hit like in the teal, yeah, on the side. And I got two more tees. These are like some of my favorite tees in my personal collection. This is a Jordan Big Face. <laughs> Dude, what? This one's insane. Uh, <laughs> I bought this a long time ago. It's kind of hard to wear. Like it's 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 yeah. it's cool. Like. Uh, and I wear it like if I have like ones or anything like that. The right. the back is blank. 
um, but it has like it's Nike. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. And it's nothing. like the tag is cut. It's uh, Jordan. Jordan by Nike. Okay, Jordan so it has Nike. that one on okay. it, but the other tag. As you said, there's like no right. branding really. And it just has him ready to like just rip <laughs> one on the rim, like just punch it. This it's is a such really a crazy cool, um, style print because. Yeah, it only goes up to the. Yeah. Like, it stops at the sleeve. I yeah. thought that was like interesting. Um, I would. this So this was. Uh, this was printed flat. Hmm. So this was, or maybe not even printed, but like, it's not sewn in, right? No, it's printed. Oh, no. So, yeah. so you can see at the seams, it's sewn. Yeah. It's sewn in. So this was a flat piece of fabric that was printed, probably Dude. a bunch of designs, and then they were cut and then sewn together. Because the print stops directly on the line. Yes. There's no yeah, yeah. There's nothing like that. Like it stops immediately there, which I do. Like if you look in the inside, you can see where it's sewn over. Yeah. Wow. But I don't, You're totally right. Like, I don't it, know. It's like kind of you never see pieces. that ever, and that's and that's why the whole black is black. Yeah. Because um, uh, sometimes they'll do that okay. with, with an all over, but it'll be the back will be you know continuing the. All right, over and it doesn't wrap around either. No, like it not just at all. stops at the seam. Yeah, but which, it's uh, it's pretty wild. interesting design decision. I, I like it. It's, yeah, it's unique. It's very unique. Sure. Uh, it's it's a cool one. How about this one? Was this? Oh, I guess by Nike, by Jordan by Nike. Yes, just yeah. Jordan. There was I no think other. that one was. Um, it was that rare, like Nike tag where it has like the Nike logo and then the Jumpman underneath. Like the, yeah. I don't know if you know, it's like a really early one. Okay, yeah. Um, I think probably around the gray tag. Do the you, Nike gray what tag year era. did Jordan brand take over? Hmm, that's a good question because my my guess is it probably had to be like. Late '80s. Well, like, the Jordan Jumpman. Oh, was, like was, you meant like when was the made with the, took was over made with the Nike. three, right? Oh, I think I believe the three. Huh. I think Tinker's design team. One of the members on the team came up with that design. I'm not sure. It's from oh, the. Right, right. It's from the, the photo shoot with the ones. Yeah, but I right, think right. that logo is for the threes. I might be somebody can, in the comments can probably correct me, but I wonder mm-hmm. when it like. Took over, you right? Know instead of they, like you know, Jordan yeah. by Nike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or even, just, or even just, yeah. or even just before that, it was just Nike, hmm. and then Jordan was the athlete. That's you know so I mean? true. That's so, a good question. I don't know. So then, yeah, maybe like early '90s or something. But I'm not too. Co- I'm not quite sure. I don't want to get into a, a, yeah. a crazy. Uh, I don't want to sound like yeah. a crackpot, but that's kind of why I I I hate a little bit when people tell me that the Jordan One is their favorite Jordan. Yeah, because. <laughs> To me, it's like a lot of the Jordan branding stuff that we think of came yeah. along with like the three and after with Tinker, right? And like so the elephant like, print. And yeah, like and I, I like the Jordan one. I have yep. no, I have no problem with the Jordan one and its history by itself. But I just think it's weird mm. when people are like, "It's the original." It's like, yeah, but in mm. in name only, not in spirit. Like Dang. the elephant print, the Jumpman, like the elephant print is so. Funny, yeah, everything bro. you associate with Jordan <laughs> yeah. brand. Yes, came out of the three and after. Oh, you're right. The so jump. Like, yeah, you're you're totally right. The jump man didn't hit till the three on the back. Of I the think so. Tag, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. I might be wrong, but I, I think so. Okay. And okay. so that to me is like, you know, you can love the one and the two, and the two gets more hate than it should. But like, definitely to me, like, I think Virgil, like, like hopefully. But have calmed the waters yeah. on the two hatred. Brought that well, him and Don Seifert and love the twos. Yes. So they yes. were like they were big proponents. They of were? like we yeah. gotta. Show love to that, which like, yeah. I mean, they're still great. I just I I've think, never heard that take on the on the ones. Like, I honestly think it's very well. It's only a take because of how many people are wearing ones yeah. nowadays. You know what I mean? And and, right. and uh, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. The three now is the three now is not getting enough love. I think we need to bring bring, it, bring, bring the, three, the three three back. My <laughs> my brother just got black cements, so nice. he was talking to me about the white cements too. We'll bring them back. <laughs> we'll a, do it. 
Chris, it's our duty. We gotta, <laughs> yeah, we gotta start rocking the threes now. There's too many good threes, you know, true blues or whatever. There's a lot of them. So this is my last piece. This is my favorite T-shirt in my collection because it was my first one that I think I added to it. It is a Nike Bo Jackson tee in the I love Bo same style as kind of like what you just explained. With yeah, like the print kind of. Um, it is such a dope freaking, team. I freaking love yeah. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he was just so He's dominant, awesome. man. Like, just freak of an athlete. Yeah. And that was, you know, my favorite era of Nike is when they had, you know, Jordan, Bo Jackson, Agassi. You yeah. know, like, that yeah. was a great time to like Nike. Um, yeah. So, and those pieces are just stupid, like, so awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of has, like, a high neck as well. Kind of, like, comes up real high, the crew. Right. So, it's very, like, you know. Well, for blank for back. for my yeah. generation, back is the, the thirty for thirty did a lot for bringing the legacy of Bo Jackson to people. Like, yeah, that right. I, I watched that, and then I got so into like everything about his career because I was like, oh, this is freaking interesting Dude. as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Word. Um, and this this print is awesome. Yeah, it's honestly pretty wild, and you can wear a lot of different stuff with it. Like, um, honestly, like I will wear like my ones with it. Mm-hmm. Or I have a pair of Air Max 90s that has that shade of, like, that blue. Like, it's yeah. like a bluish purple. Yeah. It's really cool. This is That'll a, be one of my favorites. <laughs> this is also, like, um, that, like, charcoal style that Nike always did with, like, that. It's sort of sort of like the elephant print in a way, like, where it's, like, textured. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I don't really know the answer to this, but I, I kind of wonder whether that was computer done or not. If that was a, a graphic, because there's a lot of packages on Adobe nowadays that can get you a very similar style of artwork. Really? Okay. But I don't know. It was you know the 80s and 90s Photoshop and stuff was just being invented and stuff like that. So, so like yeah. I don't know how much of that was like done by hand or computer generated or different textures that you could al- align to stuff. Yeah. It almost right. has a look that it was like done on a computer. It does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can I can definitely see what you're saying. So I, I don't know because it's because it's consistent. It's really consistent. That's why. Yeah, yeah. That tee is just. Um, I've worn that tee so much. Like <laughs> the fade on it is awesome, and like, you know, um, I wear. I've worn worn it to like you know my wife's family. They're all kind of around you know Bucks County area and stuff. Yeah. So I wear it to like birthday parties, and people always be like, "What the heck is that?" You know, and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, nothing. A, nothing like that on the on the. Yeah, and he's an athlete today. that kind of has transcended his time period too. Yeah. Kind of. Um, yeah. You know, Kind of like you know, it, and he's I the legendary like, player, really. Right, he's right. Like, yeah, most legendary uh, yeah. two sport athlete, probably. So yeah. it's like, um, just love the print on that one. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's the stuff I brought. Sick. So, yeah. Gr- a great a great selection. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that Good that variety. that has brought us to the end of our show today. But right. um, do you have anything else you want to bring up or shout out uh, before we go? Um, yeah, I'll definitely say just. If you're new to thrifting or new to this space, like be you, be confident in who you are, um, enjoy it. You know, don't let anyone you know change the vibe for you. And yeah, uh, have a lot of fun. I think like there's a lot of different stuff in this world right now that is like serious or weighty mm. or causes a lot of anxiety or um, causes us to be sad. Like I think there needs to be those things that are outlets for that. You know talk to people bring them along take them to go thrifting um and just have fun you know be nice to people the absolutely whole bit, so. absolutely <laughs> um so make sure to follow tim on 
It's thread underscore therapy, right? Yeah, yeah. I tried Instagram. to just get straight thread therapy, but this somehow sounds it. It's I, rough. I rough. cannot get in contact with a guy that has <laughs> at found. He oh. he will not answer my DMs. Dude, yeah, it's, and the, it's a struggle. And so. the French man that owns that owns found.com <laughs> will not answer right, my emails. But one day yeah. I'll get those accounts and that and that website. Yes, but for now, thread underscore therapy will do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and check out my eBay store. Um, the link is in my uh, on my Instagram account too. So sick, sick. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, thank you for watching. Uh, make sure to like, comment, and ring that bell. Ooh, ooh. To know uh, when oh, we go snap. live next, um, and when we get drop a new episode. So again, I want to reiterate, we got another episode of this very show um, coming up on Wednesday uh, with Mag Street Vintage. Um, and if you want to send this episode out to a friend tomorrow morning when it goes live, that would be very, we'd be very appreciative. I'm very thankful for everybody in the comments today. Uh, we're looking for more people to come and interact in the comments, so be sure to show show face on Wednesday and, and uh, let us know how you're feeling in the comments. Um, if we if we get the the chat really popping, we'll we'll start to work in some Q and A's and some interactions with you guys. Um, I know we didn't get to anything today, but. Uh, that's a really big goal of ours to get people yes. on the live train. It seems like everybody missed the memo on the live train. So let everybody know you got a fun live show about vintage uh, yes. happening every week. But um, definitely, definitely, this that's is the it. Spot. Yeah, subscribe, subscribe. This podcast, <laughs> stupid slept on. Y'all need to get with it. You know, found is where it's at. So hit thank that you. bell. All right, guys. Um, we'll see you on Wednesday. All Tim, right, yeah. thank Thanks you for having me on. Take it easy, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>